Hello, it's Gabby here for you. Before we jump onto this week's podcast, I just want to let you know about two ways that you can work with me. First of all, I do one-to-one coaching and I do that via Zoom so we can jump on a Zoom call at a time to suit you. The second thing I've got for you is an online coaching course that's 12 modules that you can download straight away now. There will be a link somewhere around these podcast notes. And this is the course that I've designed and it's got everything in it that I wish I'd have known when I finished cancer treatment and I was lost. So you can download that course now and you can start working towards making this your happiest and healthiest year ever. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello there, it's Gabby here for you. And in this week's episode, I'm going to be talking and thinking about relationships after diagnosis and after treatment, how things can change and what you can do about it. Three main areas I'm going to look at. First of all is relationships, your intimate relationship with your partner. Secondly, thinking about relationships with friends and maybe your wider circle of friends. And then thirdly, and maybe the most important one of all, thinking about the relationship with yourself. So first of all, thinking about your intimate relationship with your partner, whether you're in a marriage or you've got a close relationship, whether you're living with somebody, whoever you're spending the most time with. It is really obvious to say, but cancer and its treatment can cause so many changes in your life. And you might be worried about how your relationships with friends and family might change. If you have a partner, you might be worried about changes to your relationship or you might be thinking about starting a new relationship. Even close families or couples who've been together for a long time can have problems. For some people, going through an experience together like cancer can make relationships stronger. I'm not saying that is without its ups and downs, and certainly that was my experience. I had been married for a long, long time, but going through cancer treatment, dealing with chemotherapy, and then the mental anguish that I went through after having a mastectomy and how I felt about myself, And how I felt about being intimate with my husband after that is very, very difficult and put strain on both of us. And sometimes you have to think about your partner as well in a traditional relationship, a man and a a wife. Your partner may be used to being the strong one. He may be used to being able to fix things. And unfortunately, you can't fix cancer, (laughs) not quickly anyway. And that can cause relationship problems as well. It can cause frustration. Not to mention all the things that go with all the changes that you're going through, not just your health, but your energy levels. Your priorities may have changed. Your finances might be under a lot of stress as well. And there's so much going on for you both to deal with. And of course, every relationship is different. Every cancer journey is different. And so I've just got some general things I'd like to share that have helped me and that have helped other people that I know. In your intimate relationship, the most important thing and we all know it, but sometimes we forget, is communication, okay? When you're trying to deal with things, it can be just a comfort to feel listened to and to be heard. So things that have helped me is taking some time out to talk about how you feel and what is important to you. And that can help you feel closer. But if you make it very clear to your partner, you don't want them to fix anything. You don't ask, (laughs) you're not asking them to make everything better. You just want to let your feelings out how are you feeling? And some of those feelings might be quite ugly. They might be very hard for people to hear. But be aware that both of you may have difficult feelings and these are all normal. Try and find out about each other's feelings by asking questions, listening and talking. And again, that can be quite scary sometimes. You don't really want to lift the lid on those problems. But generally, the more you talk, the better things are. 
remember, you don't have to have the answer for every worry or question. Quite a common thing that I hear a lot of people that have been through cancer treatment is no matter how good a relationship they've got, no matter how good their circle of friends are, they can feel very, very lonely. They can feel like nobody understands them. And that's part of the reason why I created this podcast, why I created my Confidence After Cancer group, because that's how I felt. I felt very alone. I felt like nobody understood what I was going through. I felt like everyone just expected me to bounce back to the person that I was before the diagnosis. And I knew inside of me I was never, ever going to be the same. Not dwelling on it. And yeah, there was some self-pity in the in the early days. I think I've got over that self-pity now. But I am a very, very different person to the person that walked into that diagnosis. And I think that's true for a lot of people. I'm not going to make generalisations because we're all different people. We all deal with things in a different way. And we've all got our own journey to follow. But I can share some general tips, things that have helped me. And if you're feeling alone, realise it's quite common. And for some people, they never talk about it because it feels a bit self-indulgent. It feels a bit selfish. It feels a bit ungrateful for everything that you've been through, your medical team and everybody that's helped you recover. Isn't it a little bit ungrateful and a little bit selfish to be feeling so bad? But no, you've had so much to deal with and it's not fair, you know, bad things do happen to good people unfortunately and yes I'm going to talk a lot about prevention and things that you can do to keep yourself healthy but there's no guarantees with any of this it's just about taking responsibility and doing what you can so going back to what I said about feeling lonely that's understandable but you're not alone and that's why I'm here for you but also there are lots and lots of support groups some of them might be local for you some of them may be online There are other people who are in similar situations to yourself. Not exactly the same because we've all got a unique situation. But sometimes just to speak to other people that have been through what you've been through can be so helpful. It's also worth bearing in mind that some people around you may be afraid of the word cancer. It may bring up, as we've talked about before, feelings of fear, feeling about, well, surely cancer means death. Surely it means terrible things are going to happen. But we know more and more people are surviving cancer and living full and beautiful lives after treatment is finished. And that's what we all strive for, isn't it? Turning from a survivor into a thriver. But just being aware that some people are afraid and it's understandable in a way. How you deal with that is your choice. You're not there to fix those people. But just a little bit of understanding sometimes goes a long way. So the second thing I'd really wanted to talk about regarding relationships was friends and your wider circle of friends particularly and thinking about are they helpful to you? Are they there to support you? Are they the friends that you want? And that might sound really hard and clinical, but I did a lot of reflecting after my diagnosis about the people that I was spending my time with. Some people, you just know that they lift, they support you, they give you good energy, they're great to be around, they're fun to be around. I am more and more conscious now of the effect that other people have on me and I refuse to let people who bring me down, people with a negative vibe if you like, spread their doom and gloom to me. One of the things I I came across a few years ago actually and I've shared this with quite a lot of people and they find it really interesting is to do an exercise and we call it the detox exercise so we all know about detoxing your house, we know about decluttering. So how would it feel if we did a little exercise just to reflect on how you feel about the people you're spending time with? So I would invite you to get a pen and paper, sit down and take five minutes to do this exercise because it's really, really useful. 
So what I want you to do is get your pen and paper and think about the last month. Who have you spent time with? It could be work colleagues, it could be your family, it could be your friends, neighbours, whatever it is. People that you're around, maybe go back through your diary or your planner if your memory is as bad as mine. Think about that last month or maybe two months. Who have you been around? Who have you interacted with? Who have you spent time with? Okay, so these are the people in your life. Now, no judgment here. We're just going to look at this and do a little exercise. So on a big piece of paper, an A4 if you can, I'd like you to draw a horizontal line from the bottom of the page to the top of the page. And in the middle of that line, we're going to call that zero. And at the bottom of the page, we're going to call that minus 10. And so at the top of the page, no surprise, is plus 10. And if you can, if we can make some sections in between equal marks, you know, this is not an exact science. This is just to give you an idea of what's going on in your life in a way maybe that you've never thought about it before. So what I want you to do is look at the list of the names that you did before, people that you've been spending the time with. And I want you to just pick the first name and think about how you feel when you think about that person. Just your gut reaction. How do you feel? Is it a positive? Is it a negative? Is it, oh my goodness, they are a plus 10. They make me feel amazing. They make me laugh. They make me feel loved. They make me feel cherished. They make me feel valued. They're a plus 10. They're people I just can't get enough of and I want to be around even more. Or are there people maybe that are not so positive? You think, oh, yeah, I've spent time with them, but I never come away feeling very good about myself or about them quite negative there's a lot of stuff going on there and you might say well i have to spend time with them you know it's my work colleague or it's somebody in my family we're not here to judge that at the minute all i want you to do is just think about how you feel when you think about them your gut reaction and put that person on your piece of paper and give it a score i am hoping as most people have you've got a very good mixture maybe you've got positive and negative maybe you've got a lot of people just sat in the middle it was very, very interesting for me when I did this exercise. I realised I was spending quite a lot of time with somebody who didn't make me feel very good. And actually, I felt it was an obligation. It was somebody in the family, not a close family member, but somebody that I was spending an awful lot of time with, attempting to help her with a lot of problems she had in her life. But this had been going on for far too long and I'd let it go on because I felt guilty if I didn't spend time with her I felt like she needed me and what my cancer diagnosis gave me one of the gifts that it gave me was the chance to step back reevaluate, and think who am I spending my time with did they make me feel good did they make me feel negative and hopefully if you've done this exercise you can see very clearly people in your life that you've got positive connections with people that you've got positive feelings about and so my question about that would be are you spending enough time with these people? Because they're obviously good stuff in your life. They are people who make you feel uplifted. They make you feel good, which is great. And we all need more of that. Now, the people that make you feel negative, what can you do about that? Well, you've got choices. You're, you are in control of your own life. Sometimes we think we don't. We might think, well, for instance, it's my mother, for instance. I, I can't not spend time with her. But you've got choice how you react to her. You could try setting some boundaries with her. If she's doing things that are pushing your buttons and making you feel negative, maybe that's a conversation that you need to have. Do you need to spend so much time with people who make you feel like that? Or is actually this a good opportunity for you to step back and think things need to change for the better, for me, for my own self-protection and for my health? 
and so I'm going to make some changes. If you want to reflect or chat about any of this, get in touch with me because I'd love to hear from you. But I found this really, really fascinating when I first did it. And it helped me a lot to think about what I want more of in my life, which is positive, supportive people, people who are fun to be around. People have got the same values as me. I know from my own personal experience, as I've got older and as I've gone through my cancer diagnosis, I'm quite open to people having different points of view than I have. It would be a boring old world if you all thought the same. But some people's opinions come to realise, particularly in the wider circle of friends, to me now are quite offensive. There's things that I can't accept. So I would ask you to think about your values and what's important to you. And sometimes we all have different interpretations of that. And I heard somebody say recently, oh, I'm very honest. And most people would say, well, I'm quite an honest person. No, nobody really would say, well, I'm really dishonest. Most people think they're quite honest. And this person said, yeah, but when I had an insurance claim, one of my best friends told me to put more things on the claim that had really been stolen. They told me to really to do a fraudulent claim. And that didn't sit very well with me. And there's, again, there's no judgment. You're not telling somebody else how to live your life. I'm inviting you to think about the values that are important to you. Are they the same values of the people that you're spending time with? And if they're not, again, you can think about setting some boundaries. You can think about making some changes. But for me, I had some people in my life, some of the things they did and said quite offensive. And so I made a conscious decision to distance myself from those people. We didn't need to have a nasty conversation. We didn't need to have an argument. I just think, do you know what? You live your life and I'll live mine. Thank you. We're too different. I don't want to spend time with you. And that is me and my self-protection. So that's my thoughts really on friends and family and your wider circle, if you like, what you can do about those relationships. You've got choices. You may feel like you haven't. You may feel like you've got obligations you can't get out of. We've all got choices. I'm coming on now to the most important relationship that you're ever going to have. And that's the relationship you've got with yourself. That is the relationship you've got with that person when you look in the mirror and think about how you feel about that person. And for most people, and I've discovered this quite recently, a lot of people don't even like themselves. They've got a lot of negative connotations. There's a lot of guilt and a lot of shame with people, a lot of regrets. And I'd say to you, my love, if that's you, give yourself a hug, a virtual hug and say, come on. At the time, you did the best you could with what you had. You are older and wiser now. You can make some changes if you want to. If that's where you want to change. Of course we can. We can all change. We all learn from our mistakes and we all make mistakes. The important thing I think is to show yourself some compassion, some forgiveness. Okay, don't be so hard on yourself. How would it feel to show yourself some unconditional love? How would it be if you adopted an attitude of curiosity and acceptance for the mistakes that you've made and think well, that's interesting why did you do that the thing not beating yourself up not going over and over in your mind telling yourself how rubbish you are because you've made this mistake no that's no help to anybody what i would like you to do is reflect and show yourself some compassion and some forgiveness Okay, stop pressurizing yourself to be perfect because nobody is perfect. And you may feel there's some stuff going on in your head that's ugly, that's not nice. And if you really feel like that, and maybe you need some help, you know, if you might need a therapist, you might need to talk to your doctor. Well, that's fine. Go and get that help. 
but generally a lot of us are just so tough and so hard on ourselves and so I'd really ask yourself to think about the relationship with yourself heal that relationship first and then once you've done that and you are feeling good about yourself you're feeling kind about yourself you know who you are you know what your values are only then can you have successful loving relationships with somebody else don't go to somebody else particularly romantic partners and i've seen this a lot people will go feeling pretty broken and then go into a relationship and wonder why their partner isn't fixing them your partner's not there to fix you you are there to fix you you can be your own savior you really can no matter what's happened to you in the past everything is fixable okay if you just show yourself some compassion and forgiveness and some self-love and i'll leave you on that thought thank you so much for listening it means a lot to me please reach out to me if you'd like any help on any issue that you're having i'd love to hear from you i hope you have a wonderful day i hope you have a wonderful week ahead and that we speak soon thank you so much take care my love stay safe stay sane bye bye